This is Hunchy Henry Graves, and welcome to The Way. And welcome um, to The I Way. Have with me. I'm Hunchy Henry Graves of Henry Graves Martial Art Academy, now known as Kahashi Mash Dojo. And we are very happy to be here today. Um, you know, I want to take some time out to thank God for his protection upon us and thank God for coming through this as far as we are right now and things like that. You know, I'm always reminded that when one door closes, another one opens. And guys, please believe that. You know, it's, it's just, you know, sometimes the things happen and, you know, the enemy gets in the way and he want to try to get the glory. But, you know, God gets all the glory and we got to remember that. Um, here at Kahashimash Dojo, we um, are still in the lockdown phase of things, but we're hoping that we open soon and we have classes at 2345 East Michigan Street in Orlando, Florida. And I am um, Hunchy Graves, 10th degree black belt. I've been around a little while, done a couple things. You know, I have a lot of good friends out there in the martial arts who struggling. And for you guys out there, all I got to say to you, man, is keep your head up. You know, even though times is hard, you know, don't give up. That's right. That's what's happening right there. Um, you know, I was reflecting back and when I was a younger man, and any of you guys remember this movie called The Greatest? It starred in it Muhammad Ali, and he was starring in his life story, actually about himself. And it told about his, you know, from in Louisville and all the way to the world championship. It told about when he won the Olympic gold medal and how things were in the world. But one thing I remember that song that was um, out there, at the time, and it was called The Greatest Love. And um, George Benson did that song, and I was kind of reminiscing on it, you know, and remembering that in this day and age still, you know, we look back, but the children still are our future. And um, it's, it's, it's weird because I identified with that because I was looking for someone to, like, be a hero to me, and I really depended on myself to get a lot of things done. Just seeing that movie made me understand that I wasn't the only one feeling that way and was able to go out and I crossed a lot of boundaries in the martial arts. I had some friends of mine that um, are real prominent in the martial arts. Sometimes, you know, it made me feel that um, they felt that I wasn't as as uh, successful or wasn't as good as them and I needed to be behind them and not beside them and things like that. But... You know, I always said to myself, I remember that song and um, learning to love yourself and believing in yourself is the greatest thing that you can do. And um, that's the greatest love. You know, God loves is greater than all of that. But, you know, when we're human beings and we're here on this earth, we have to realize that, you know, you have to have faith in yourself. And if you allow anyone to make your fishbowl, they're going to make it smaller than theirs. You know, I mean, I've been around some great personalities and sometimes, you know, I call on them to help me out, but they don't have time and seem like they have other things to do. But I remember that, you know, I'm not in this world by myself. So, you know, if they say they don't have the time and if they say they're busy, you got to believe that they're busy. That's one thing I'm telling you people out there, count on yourself, do your thing, be around people who like minded like you who's looking to do things like you, don't depend on man because man is going to let you down. And no matter how, you know, you 
think you know that person. You don't know that person, but believe this. I know a savior who will always be there for you. And when you're dealing with the martial art world, your sensei is the person that you're going to turn to for guidance. And I always say, you know, the students sometimes reflect the sensei. And sometimes the sensei reflects the student. You know, sometimes it's a double-edged sword. But, and you're doing a warrior-style life, you have to be upfront, you have to be forthright. I'm not saying that you're never going to fall down, but I am saying each time you fall down, you must make it your business to get back up and continue on with the way and make sure you're falling in the proper way, you know, being the man that everybody would be glad to call a friend, you know. And with that, I got some news from a friend of mine yesterday that, uh, you know, someone he knew had um, passed away, and they, the way they passed away, they they did it to themselves. And, you know, that's always sad, man. We got to think about people out there hurting, and um, you never know what people are going through. So as much as you can, as often as you can, you know, if somebody reach out to you, try to get back to them, you know, reach out to them also. You don't know what that person may be going through. And um, don't be afraid to check in on people, okay? Us, this is what we do here, and I want you guys to always remember that, you know, if you have no one else you can call, my number is 407-577-8218. Hey, man, we could talk about the rain if you want to. It's okay with me. I'll have, I could take five minutes out of my day to answer my phone and talk to you and see what you're doing. Let's get on with the show today. Well, today in, mixed, in, in the world of martial arts, a couple things are going on. You know, they're talking about self-defense classes, you know. Um, that's one thing about it, you know. In a lot of these um, self-defense classes, they try to have it, the scenario that, you know, you're always going to win-win when you're going into a a match with someone, you know, the thing that I want you to remember when you're doing self-defense or any kind of thing like that, you want to survive the encounter and get away from the encounter. You know, a win is um, descriptive only in oneself mind. You know, one person may say, oh, I won the fight. Another person may say, oh, I won that fight. But that's uh, perception. And sometimes when other people look at it, they may think it you won, or they may think the other person won. The most important thing in a self-defense situation, though, I think, is that you got out of the situation and you was able to continue on with the pursuit of happiness in life, okay? Um, learning to do self-defense is a big topic. You know, people want to go into the martial art um, studios now, or dojos, as I call it, but they call them studios, and they want to learn self-defense. They don't too much want to learn anything about proper martial way, the etiquette of martial learning, you know, the empowerment of mind, body, and spirit. These principles are so important to the martial way and to the martial arts that we must continue with these things if we want to keep growing in martial way and martial experience. So let's make sure that we make that the martial arts is a continuous art of learning, not just an art of um, being okay. You know, we want to make sure that we better than okay with the martial arts and that we're carrying on martial way so that we will be able to next class, next lesson, next 
whatever, we'll be able to continue on and growing in the martial way. Um, some things are trending in the martial arts. Like one I said is self-defense lessons. People are looking for that. They're, they, they're, they're going to their, uh, you know, a big increase, you know, because people are now afraid to go out of their home. And if some of them are walking around, they want to be learning how to defend themselves. That's, that's a great thing. Mixed martial arts and fitness classes, you know, more like um, boxer size or cardio kickboxing, you know, um, these things are, um, um, they, they getting up there, you know, it's like, um, people are getting into these things in mixed martial arts, um, like cage fit and things like that. These are some growing twin trends in the martial art guys. You can, um, look at what's going on in martial arts today. You will see people are get into that and, um, they don't necessarily want to, you know, engage in hard-to-hand-to-hand -to -hand combat, but they want to be able to box or throw punches and throw kicks and get into some kind of, you know, fitness thing like that. Um, cross training and martial arts, hey, that's that's not a ever was a bad idea to cross train. You know, um, what I mean by that is maybe in your martial arts you may do some weightlifting, you may do some. Um, yoga, you may do some other things, you know, that would help you improve and increase your martial science or your martial arts abilities. But these things are, you know, just some of the things that are happening all around the world. You can find these clubs at different places. You can go to them and get involved in them, learn how to do cardio kickboxing. So what does a cardio kickboxing class look like? Um, well, to me, that would be more like you're putting some music on and you're throwing front kicks, side kicks, roundhouse kicks, you know, maybe front and back kicks, crescent kicks, inside, outside, you know, and then you're throwing punches, you know, blocks. You're moving around. You're doing jumping jacks. You're doing a whole lot of things that would make your body stay in motion for a while. You remember when um, Billy Blanks had the tie bow out there and he was doing that? It's like that. Um, to music, he just put it in an art form that was very, I think, very good, and a lot of people loved it. But you know, with the new trend now that's going on, that in online classes, guys, everybody can be an indoor instructor, you know, inside instructor, and carry on and teach these things. Um, what do you look for when you're looking for that? Well, I think you got to go in and see the energy that you may be coming across and um, dealing with. And that way you'll know how the energy is, um, what kind of energy is in there. Do you like the type of energy? Because some people might want to come in there and do a slower kickboxing kind of thing. And, you know, and some people may enjoy that, you know, just moving at a nice, even pace, moving for, you know, 20 minutes or 30 minutes and getting that workout in, you know. But some other people may want to do it more extreme. They may want to do a, a more fast pace. So, you know, that style might be more really fast music, up-tempo music like that, and that would get them, you know, you know, thinking quickly or something like that in their mind, make their mind racing and things like that. Then you may have the other person going to a class like that, cardio kickboxing, that's trying to do isometric kind of exercises or kumite, as I was taught coming up. And that's slow, methodical movements, you know, and really giving those muscles to have dynamic tension in them while you're doing it. These are some of the approaches 
that you can do and look for when you're doing a different martial arts. They, they're, they're good. These things are pretty good to do. They're always fun to do. And people have a um, some kind of um, mindset on different aspects of it. So you got like your beginners, intermediate, and advanced. Or you got your really, like, say, hip-hop version. Then you got your rock version. Then you got your more classical version, you know, like that. So, you know, these are things that you can do and find out about it, you know. So those are the things that I think are pretty good. Now, equipment, as far as what kind of equipment you use with some of these things, well, in a cardio kickboxing class I did um, years ago at a center called Inglewood Center over in Orlando, I basically I used some, some um, dowels that might have been about four feet. Some of them might have been a little bit bigger and round about an inch round and we would use those to um, do movement with them you know punching kicking things like that holding them going going below the dial to do your squats um and doing blocks and doing like right more like bow strikes with them and then use them to do punching drills with it two-hand punching and put it on your shoulder and, and you know do um uh, trunk twisters with it and things like that I like that kind of thing with mine. We did punching. We had on gloves. We could do that. Um, we would do our sit-ups, and we would do our light weights, sometimes up to eight pounds, most of the time three to five pounds. Because you remember, you're moving at a pretty significant speed, and, you know, the weight's going to give you that resistance. Sometimes we use bands for that. That worked pretty good also. So, you know, you have a choice of different ways you want to approach it when you're doing it. One of the things that I liked about doing this class was that it kept you engaged in kind of a martial mindset, martial art mindset, but it also allowed you to have some fun with different music. And a lot of the, most of the students there were um, women and they like, you know, that music. Women like a lot of music. That's why I think the Zumba and stuff like that and um, jazzercise and things like that are so popular because they like the, they like that moving. They like the energy of it. But I did have some guys come there. I remember the one night one guy came in and said, oh, my goodness, man, I'm on the um, path to burning like a thousand calories in here. Uh, Today, great Grandmaster Vic Moore. Um, Grandmaster Moore, are you there? I'm here. Yes, sir. How you doing, sir? How many calories I was burning. Like the fact that, you know, never had no problem with blood pressure or nothing like that at that time. But, you know, it was a good workout. I believe, I don't know, I might have been. 50 or something like that 47 or something like that at the time but you know it was just something great to do and i like doing it and, you know um a lot of classes i mean every day i would do three well actually i would do three classes a week that i remember three three times a week at that center i would do that and um some of my friends from different areas would come in and look at it then of course they see what they like they'd take it back to another center and then they would use it and sometimes they would call it their own, but I didn't really care because I felt like as long as they're getting um, workout from it and people are getting healthy from it, it's okay. In this day and age, somebody gets something that you maybe came up with or done before they did it, they want to sue you for um, copyright infringements and things like that. I don't know about you, a lot of you martial artists out there, but I don't think there's anything actually that we have thought of that haven't been thought of before or maybe even perhaps done that maybe haven't 
done before with the exception of like flying to the moon back in the western days i think the only reason why they didn't do that back in the mid over times and things like that is that they didn't have the same technology to do it because mentally i think they were capable of doing it if they had the same technology around or same resources around i think they were more than capable of doing it and maybe now we would be actually doing some energizing to the next planet or stepping through a stargate to another planet or something you know as time go on, you know, the progression, it's, you know, progression is, it'll move faster and faster and faster. This is what I'm saying. That's what happens. You know, progression is something that happens and we, we get into it and we learn to move quicker. We learn to move faster. We learn to keep in pace with these things and, you know, things just keep going on and on and on. So nothing really never stops as far as that's concerned. We, we keep that rolling at all times. So, you know, guys. Don't think, you know, above yourself, like, oh, I'm all that in a bag of chips. You know, you're a human being, you do human things, and you're going to have human reactions. Self-defense in the dojo. I think if now some of the dojo owners, if they would just put a strictly a self-defense platform in, that they would do only self-defense. That means you can come in from the street um, with just... Um, street clothes on or come in with sweats on, you know, make it a tire that would be um, comfortable inside the dojo and that it would be appropriate for the dojo area too, because that is your home, your training hall. And you could take out a series of classes that would help people learn how to defend themselves in a pretty, pretty good manner. With that being saying, you know, we offer self-defense classes. You just call, call me, you can come in, get self-defense classes. We could do it online if you want. I got a Zoom account. We can go into that and we can do self-defense classes. I'm, I'm really liking the way the online things have changing up the dojo. You know, I mean, you're capable and we're capable and I'm capable of um, using this to teach or to show my form of martial arts all around the world in every state in the United States and in every country that has the technology to have internet or, or Wi-Fi, you know. So, guys, this thing is very, very, very huge. And it's a great thing that came because now I think a lot of the schools, you know, the, they call it um, brick and mortar buildings, you know, the landlords, some of this rent, if some of these places are really skyrocketing. You know, this may help to, to alleviate some of that because they can see that, hey, you know, this sensei or this person can go, and um, have an online class and also have personal instruction where he could go to their home or if it's feasible, they could either come to his home and get the same amount of training and do it without a lot of overhead to it, you know. But I do advise you to still keep your insurance, your martial art insurance guys. In fact, that that would help you out a lot, you know. Just don't go about it um, without having to learn how to cover yourself, so. This is a real important thing, learning how to cover yourself with those things. Um, I don't know what kind of responsibility you may have on a on an online class showing people things, but I still think it could be vexing, and you may still have some vicarious liability because you are still teaching an art form. So, you know, make sure when you do it, you know, you stay mindful of that. And also, um, like it with our sessions that the people have the option that they can call in they can ask questions um we can do follow-up with them you know 
we could tailor it for however they really want to um, get back to or whatever they want to get more um, answers on, something, a technique or something like that. They may want to do more in-depth and learn more about that. You know, we have the capability of showing them how to do that. So this is a good thing that we can still occupy that. Um, um, Cross-training, well, I don't think I ever looked at it as I wasn't doing any cross-training because I've worked with kung fu people. I worked with judo people. I worked with boxers. Um, I did weightlifting, not a lot of heavy weightlifting, but I did weightlifting um, and, you know, just just cross-training. And I think they always had this involved in the martial arts because even back in the day, they had these um, containers with bricks in them. They had containers with sand and rocks in them. They had jugs with sand in them that they would use to grip with their fingers. Um, they would do different kind of training. They had resistance. You know, I don't think any of these things that I'm saying that you guys say are new and they're you know, new in the martial arts or exciting or new trends. These things have always been there. It's just some schools do a little bit more of them than others. At Kahashi Marsh Dojo, we have um, some very advanced classes in the martial arts that we don't teach to the general um, population. We only do that for elite martial artists that's coming in and they're looking to get a little bit of more eliteness. So um, we do offer that. And, you know, it's very um, quick and it's very to the point and it's also um, one of those things that you say aha to, one of those moments. And, you um, you know, I think if anyone is interested in doing that, come by and, you know, we'll do that. Now, a lot of the adults that start martial arts, you know, when you're doing your beginner classes, martial arts, some of these people now, they're, First time people in their 30s and 40s and sometime beyond, they come into martial arts now. You know, that's a growing segment, guys. Um, your teachers out there that's doing a lot of these after-school programs and stuff like that, I think you're not looking at now. You're getting middle-aged to later-aged people coming back to the martial arts. They have um, come back around. You remember at one time it was real popular with the older martial artists, um, older people, older generation older part of the public wanting to learn martial arts. Well, they're coming back in now, and a lot of it, some of their kids are doing the martial arts, and they want to do it. So, you know, get ready for an influx. All I can say is better days are coming, guys. You're going to see a huge increase in martial training. Don't worry about that. Just keep on taking, putting one foot in front of the other. A great blessing is upon you. At any minute, you're going to see that is right there for you. You know, um, one of the things I like doing with my um, <laughs> younger kids, and I can't wait to do this again, is lightsaber night, where they get these like Star Wars lightsabers. They come in and train with them. It's like really fun, and the kids have a great time. And you know what the adults do too? The Star Wars, Star Wars adults, they like to come in there and get those little lightsabers and pretend they're Luke rescuing the galaxy from Darth Vader and all of that. And the kids get a kick out of it because it's light, it's fun. You know, they get to see them glowing kind of like in a low light conditions. Hey man, I'm, I'm all with that, you know? So, um, it's, you know, 
here, I would like to let you know, guys, if you're looking for something like that, you can always book a one-on-one -on -one with me, you know, with your family. We have lifesavers there for you. Come in and you can do a class with them on there. It'll be a fun night for a group, you know, to come in and do that. It's something else to think about doing. It's kind of like relax, you know what I mean? And it's, it's pretty cool, you know. I um, employ the use of Kindle sticks in my dojo. So we use the Shania's. And I think that's very popular now with uh, my senior students. They love the fact that they can do that. That's what I mean by different types of elite training inside of Kahashimash. Um, once you guys come and take a look at this program that I got set out for you, you're going to find out that some of the aspects of it is uh, very traditional and very innovative, but they're still very basics and very true to what the martial way is about. Because the martial arts have always been a way for us to become healthy, learn how to defend ourselves, but to learn how to adapt to different things. And it's always been a spiritual aspect to the martial arts. You know, I mean, I encourage you to pick up your Bible and read it. I encourage you, whatever religious thing that you trying to do, to do it. You know, don't feel bad about religion. Um, God is the greatest thing ever. So, you know, having that faith is a great thing for us. You know, I'm not trying to get out there and blow everything up, but I'm not never going to deny that God is God and Jesus is Lord. So the martial arts should have a, a physical, a mental, and a spiritual aspect to it. And at Kahashimash Dojo, those elements will be met for you and will be given to you and you will be able to embrace, you know, those things in the martial art training. You know, um, I don't know no other way better to say it, but we use all aspects of that, you know. Um, I don't know. The, the the biggest thing that I see that's going on now is like maybe we're going to be having some kind of apps for martial arts where you can click on in your favorite system, like Kahashimash. You'll be able to click on that and you'll be able to come in, go into my room and open it up and, and you know, see me doing my workout see me teaching the nine hands of um, ninja, for instance, and things like that. But also you'll be able to see me doing different movements, talking about different philosophies, um, giving you insight on different things, and also also leaving a, a question and answer period for you that you could have a question that you may want to ask sensei, and maybe even want to ask sensei, you can get an answer to it. A lot of places may not even give you that, but, you know, we do. Um, and we want to be also able to always do that with our students and people that really care about the martial arts like we care about the martial arts. You know, um, it's this, you know, martial arts is not as complicated as people want to make it. And it's not as simple as some people think it is also. But it's a it's a fine line there. But it's definitely something that everybody can learn and that everybody can do. If they're willing to put in work, you know, faith without work is dead. So with that being said, you got to have faith in your ability. You got to put in the work and you're going to have the reward when you see when you get to that pinnacle part in your training that you understand the way. And you know how to do a certain technique, a certain kata, uh, you know, a certain bow form, you know, a certain sword. 
form, uh, you know, how to use proper kicking techniques, hand strikes, defensive movements. Uh, I could go on and on with this. It's, 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 it's a big thing. Um, learning the martial arts have always been a very important part of who Henry Graves is. And I tell, you know, people knew me from when I was a kid growing up in a little town, Clarendon, Pennsylvania. I remember kicking telephone poles as a little boy and the police looking at me kicking these telephone poles. You remember that the light that was on the telephone pole, the light that hung over? I would kick the telephone pole and the and the light would move back and forth and they would look at that light and go, Oh my goodness, did you see what that boy just did? You know, I was I was, you know, a kid that just loved martial arts and everybody knew me by karate man. You know, I remember when I opened my first dojo up up there and how, you know, people flocked to it and then how other people from other dojos would come around and want a challenge and I loved it because at the time I I just wanted to see you know, it was like a contest to me. I didn't have no grudges one way or another, win, lose, or draw. But it was always a good thing for me to just to see how well my technique worked. I'm happy to say that the majority of the time, practically all the time, came out with good outcome. And no one ever left there feeling like, you know, I made them feel like they were um, below me. And they definitely didn't leave out there thinking they was above me. But mutual respect, you know, that we had common ground. They're like, hey, good technique. And that's what the martial science teaches us. It's a brotherhood that, hey, man, you know, I like the way you did that. And mm, that's good. And, you know, you go back to the dojo and you train to get better. I don't understand what can happen in, in a little bit in the world today where people, the first thing they want to do is take out a gun and resolve their problems or want to take up hands and they want to fight or pull out a knife or stab, you know, I understand why people are rushing back to the martial arts. You know, it's a time of fear. But, you know, um, fear is a trait of the enemy again. It's not that of God. So, you know, if you know God, you shouldn't have fear. Now, you should educate yourself in the ways that you won't be able to walk around and you wouldn't be walking around in fear, that you would be walking around with confidence knowing that you have the ability to protect yourself and, you know, to defend yourself and others if need be. But also you have enough knowledge when not to use what you know, you know. So, you know, this is what martial training should do or martial art training should do. And I, that's that speaks for itself. So, you know, you guys out there looking for a good recreation thing to do. What about change a good lifestyle? Come into martial arts, learn what we do there, get into the dojo, get in there and just relax your mind, come in and let that hour or 45 minutes, whatever it is, whatever time it is, hour and a half, whatever it is, let that be your time and let that be you getting yourself motivated and getting yourself in shape to continue on the path of learning, on the path of enlightenment, on the path of spiritual knowingness and physical ability to take care of your body, you know. It's um, a wonderful thing being a martial artist. I don't know how many of you guys out there listen to the show are martial artists, um, but I'm hoping to expand to reach all kind of other people. I don't care if you did skateboarding. Hey, come on in, you know, show me some skateboard moves, you know, or something like that. Um, I, I like the fact that boxers are pretty pure, 
You know, they get in there, they put the gloves on, they come out, they, they go at each other, you know, and things like that. And then you have what we used to do called stand-up kickboxing and stuff like that. And now you got MMA, you know, I mean, athletes are athletes and everything have its own place for itself. So uh, don't, you know, just take one thing for granted and please do not look at the martial arts as something that may be, because I'm not an MMA fighter, um, I'm not as um, as proficient as an MMA, MMA, MMA fighter. Okay, thank you, MMA fighter. And, um, you know, another thing I want to talk about is, you know, the young senseis out there. Okay, for all you young senseis out there, you remember when you met your sensei. And maybe he was older when you met him, but he still had the knowledge, right? Now that you're the older sensei, you know that you have the knowledge. For these young guys out there, or young students out there that are thinking, hey, that old man don't know. But remember, he may teach you everything you know, but he might not have taught you everything that he know. I said one time, and I seen on a shirt or somewhere that, your first mistake was thinking that I was an old man. A lot of times people, they will um, look at you and they will judge you by the way your appearance is. But, you know, appearances can be very deceiving. You know, um, sometimes you can look at some of these most beautiful fish, beautiful um, frogs, creatures, um, snakes, and everything. They're so poisonous. So don't let that beauty be your judge of what's really going on. How they used to say it, all that glitters ain't gold. It may not be worth the gold that you seeking. And I don't know who I'm talking to out there, but that was um, a message I just received to give out. And that came from above. And it worked through me out to you. So um, when you're out there doing your training, you know, keep your mind on your training. Don't think about how many... Um, checks you got to write for tomorrow. Don't think about uh, the dinner that you got to do. Don't think about in the morning when you go to work. You have to be in the moment. You know what? Today is the only thing that represents itself as being totally for real. Because tomorrow will have enough problems in it for tomorrow. Today, it's its own set of things that it have to deal with. So we must be in today, today. Not be in today thinking about tomorrow. Be in this day. Use this day to do what you have to do, to train. Some of many of my students, you know, they say, oh, well, I had uh, this and that to do, and I, I, I couldn't do it because of that, and oh, I hope I can, or I think I can. Well, if I say to you, I got a million dollars if you show up today, how many of you guys are going to show up? See, it's about that value thing, right? So if your training is valuable to you and, it's, and it can save your life, how much is that worth to you? I have had many, many people train and seen thousands of people train. They get to a level and all of a sudden they, they want to stop their training. Or, or, you know, they get their black belt and they won't move on. Or... Something like that, brown belt. I call it a brown belt syndrome because more brown belts do it than any other belt. 
You know, at least sometimes when a person get his black belt, he he did put in enough time to get that. You know what's um when you get that black and white belt or that probationary um black belt or that shoulder and hold belt, or whatever you guys call it in your system, and you think you all let in a bag of chips, you're a very dangerous person to yourself because you're not using the knowledge that you obtain to get there to retain when you get there. You know, um, you can lose that knowledge just by being lazy. You have to keep putting in the work for that. You have to, especially some of you brown belts, man, to make sure you're ready to work out hard to not only to obtain it, but to remain and then sustain, okay, and then go farther on past that. This is a way of the warrior. It's never easy, but if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. So therefore, being a martial artist is one of those kind of things in life or a life or a pathway to choose that very few are going to get on. You know, many will be trying to get there, but not everyone is going to reach that pinnacle, you know, and to get to where you are as a sensei or had a dojo or having a dojo or running a dojo or built a dojo, you know, that's saying a lot about you and how you felt about your martial arts. It may be that, you know, at a point you decided that, you know, I'm just going to go in and check it out every now and then and let these guys run it, but I'm still be a part of it. Or you may be saying, okay, I'm going to walk away from it now, maybe for some health reasons, but I don't think a lot of us martial artists really would ever leave it for the reason of like um, other than health, you know, because you if it wouldn't get into your blood, man, it's in your blood. I remember leaving a job that was paying me over $50,000 a year to come back here to teach martial arts when some days I didn't even know what I was going to make dojo rent. Ain't that something? But beyond all of that, it's the love of what it is, and I remembered who I was. Uh, a member of a good friend of mine used to tell me, you better know who you are and then know who you are. Ain't that something? Know who you are, then know who you are. So you're a martial artist. You got to believe in yourself. You got to believe that you're going to make it no matter what. You got to keep picking up that and continuing on. And, you know, you'll know when it's time to let someone else take over the reins, you know, and that's an okay thing, too if that's what you want to do. But as much as you're viable, you should do it. I know a lot of martial artists that high schools that don't have a school no more, but they out doing seminars, pretty active in it too, you know, and doing really well for themselves, you know. A couple of really great uh, martial artists go around and do seminars all the time, and that's just the way it is. So, I mean, it's still a way for you. Um, if you're a great teacher, you're a great teacher. You know, you may not be able to do um, a high-flying kick no more or a running double backflip anymore, but the knowledge you obtain to get that, you can still share with people how to attain it, how to do it, how to carry out, and how to follow through. So remember, that knowledge is still inside of you. You're still capable of doing so many things with your martial way and your martial training. Um, you know, um, you know, we talked about a lot of things today. I haven't went into this um, coronavirus or C-19, COVID-19 thing, um, but I think that was a way when it came, nobody was really um, ready for it. Nobody um, 
knew it was coming. And once it hit, it kind of shook up everything. But it, I think in some ways it made everything slow down. A lot of things now that was wide open and just bursting, they had to slow down. And believe it or not, people, please, I'm asking you, please be safe. Don't go out there just willy-nilly in it, okay? Don't do it. Keep your distance. Keep practicing good hygiene, um, cleaning surfaces, and all of that. A lot of my brother brothers in the martial arts that can't wait to get out there and open up your dojo, brothers, I'm asking you, please do it the right way. It's not worth getting one child sick. It's not worth it, you know? Um, that shows that all your life you train to defend yourself and all of a sudden you drop your guard down and then try to defend yourself against this thing. You just went along with the crowd because you was chasing a dollar. I understand we all got to make a way, make money and live and this and that, the other. But please, my friends, fellow martial artists, fellow instructors, you know, do it the right way. I'm asking you to do it that way so that you can protect some child that may end up protecting your child or your loved one because you never know who knows who and who can run into who. It reminds me of a story of a man who was um, selling masks. He had all these masks and he had these needles and he had all this stuff out. He was selling it, you know, some outrageous prices. And a lady came out and she wanted to, you know, purchase needles. You know, she's a diabetic and she wanted to purchase some needles and things like that. And um, the guy was like, okay, well, yeah, I got the needles. You know, she said, well, how much are they? He said, some ridiculous price. I don't know, was it like $50 or, you know, $100 or whatever. And, you know, she gave her last bit of money and even had to scrounge and borrow another couple of dollars because he would not give her $1 break on it. He wanted the exact amount. And he, so, you know, she bought them. And so she went on. And what happened in the story, this person that bought the needles um, was, you know, went on their way. And while the man was there, he got a phone call, you know, and um, as when the phone call came, it was his mom, and she was um, telling him, say, son, you know, I need you to bring me some, some needles over here um, because um, I, I forgot to get my needles. You know, his mother was also a diabetic. And the, the, the thing about it was he had just sold all of his needles. And he rushed home, you know, he rushed home to get there to his mom so he can see about getting her somewhere to get the needles. When he got home, he got in the door, he rushed in and seeing his mother, and she was just worried there was a knock on the door. And um, at that time, you know, the mother said, come in, and this lady came in. And she said, hey, hey, you know, whatever the lady name was, hey, I thought about you. I know I'm a diabetic like you, and I just thought, hey, I got some needles, and hey, I got you some. And the man turned around. It was a woman he had gave such a hard time to about getting the doggone needles. And at that point, he went back to where he was with all this other stuff he had. He stuck up a sign and said, take what you need for free. I tell you, that's what I'm trying to tell you, man. Hey, you don't know how one impact impacts something else. So, you know, we must learn this. I'm telling you guys, I love you. I mean that with all my heart. But please be wary. Please be careful. Please don't be too hesitant. You know, 
We learn and we train all our lives to be responsible. Don't just throw that away right now, please. You know, I know, you know, you're saying, Hunchy, you know, you're in a different situation. No, I'm not. I still got rent to pay at the dojo and I'm behind in the dojo and things like that. But I trust and God is going to make a way for me. And in the name of Jesus, I, I claim that is going to be done. And, and people, I'm telling you, don't give up, but don't sacrifice. Don't just, um, you know, submit to just greed in order to make a dollar to endanger someone else. For the martial art training, you know, parents out there, your dojo is taking care of you, taking care of your children. You know, try to remember, you know, to take care of that dojo also. You know, a lot of people, um, they don't look at it that way. But, you know, if your child is getting some something out of it, I had one parent call me and say, I thank you so much for everything you're doing for my child. And I've heard that so many different times over my years of what we do to make that kid get confidence, make those children feel empowered. You know, I've had people that don't even go to the dojo no more call in and say, man, I want to just give you a blessing to help you out, you know. And that touches my heart because, you know, sometimes we don't know the value people put on you. But the most important value is the value you put on yourself. And you got to remember that, guys. Okay, so, you know, just don't go for the okie doke and don't, you know, just be willy-nilly with the, the what you do got to offer to people because it is valuable and the people out there looking for your service they know how valuable it is if i've been doing this thing for 56 years if a doctor went to school for 20 years past what he's supposed to go for would he be known as a specialist and would you expect to pay him more than someone who just got out of med school and became a, a md instead of specialist Yes, you would. And you wouldn't even gripe about it. And the martial arts, again, is one thing that could save your life. This is what I'm saying about martial way. We understand the power we have. We understand the capabilities we have. We understand the responsibility we have in doing a martial arts. But not everyone understands that a martial art instructor is foremost humble. That's why a lot of them, they don't die rich. They don't leave out rich, guys. You know, they they take and they do and they will become. And they love teaching the art to people. And some of them, you know, they even, I don't know about you guys, but I've given away more free classes sometimes to people than I have people paying for classes sometimes. And, you know, and, and, and that's a shame. A lot of the people will take the free classes, but they don't want to pay for the classes. But, you know, you're looking at it depending on, the, you know, who it is and also depending on what circumstances are there. You have to be the judge of what you will and will not do. You know, you, let your let your own mind speak for itself. You won't go wrong. Everybody have a conscience and we all got to use that conscience. This is the way. So I tell my students constantly that karate isn't all about punching or kicking, you know, respect for human beings, respect for yourself, you know, being a general person that, you know, you would like to call your friend is so much more important than making a hundred thousand dollars. You know, some of you guys going to laugh and say, who me, but with all that money you make, how you want to be remembered. And if you believe in God, is that going to get you in heaven? Yeah, think about that for a minute.
So, you know, I'm, I'm going to get a little bit more into training now. I know I've been, been probably beating you guys over the head, probably didn't want to hear a lot of that. But believe me, man, it's needed. And this day with this COVID-19 and people inside, man, please, you know, um, if you will, if you give me a call, 407-577-8218, I'll let you in on my Zoom or my Jitsi Meet channel, and you can do aerobics with me in the morning. It's calling from fat to fit. And um, that's what I want you guys to understand, you know. And when I, um, I, I have that link there for you, and we have things going for you here. It's going to start Monday, um, next Monday, Fat to Fit. And we're guys, we're going to be kicking it up a little bit. You know, I very much encourage you all to take a before and after picture. And, and you know, we're going to go in 30-day cycles. So, you know, every four weeks, we're going to take another picture and see what happens. And at that point, I'm going to encourage you to write me and ask me and tell me about, you know, your body type body structure and things like that. And we're going to work out um, a plan of attack for you to help you um, get those unwanted pounds off. Also to put in a martial way plan for you to give you more energy and confidence and your ability to walk around able to, you know, know you can handle any situation you may be in. This is going to be a great program. I'm looking forward to launching it and looking forward to seeing the excitement come from it. You know, I mean, this is something that, um, it's been on my mind for a long time. Um, now that I've had the, the the time to do it, I can put in a lot more time into this, you know, and put more wholehearted than me into it. You guys remember it um, four years ago, I lost my mom. And at that point, I took on a secondary job. And really, my martial arts centers had suffered. Before then, I never had anything but the martial arts and I've come back to full circle again. I came out of a really deep depression thing. Just, I think it hit me maybe Monday. Or I just came out of it. Just, you know, like something was released. And I was saying, this is the time I got to go back, rededicate myself to fully just the martial arts. And that's what I've done. So now only thing I do is martial arts. And I feel so much relieved. I found so, I feel so much more energize and the creativity that I once had is I think back I always was pretty good at it but you know I wasn't great at getting better at it like I was before my mom's death but now I've been kind of like let that part go I'm relieved of that and thank you all for your prayers that know about it you know and that didn't know and now you know as Biggie say if you didn't know now you know and now we're going to make this new fit you know, from fat to fit program work. And you're welcome to give me a call at 407-577-8218. Become part of the program. I want you to log on after you give me a call and we talk for maybe two or three minutes. I give you the information on what you need to do to be a part of it. And we're going to see, can we get 30 people online to get ready to start this program off? And in 30 days, I would like to change 30 people lives tremendously. I mean, very much so. And this is women and men. I want you to be, you know, um, ready to tackle this. And I want you to be ready to enjoy the travel that we're going to take this journey together. And um, I'm trying to let you guys know that it don't matter your age. If you um, 
40, 50, 60, 70, 80, you know, it's something in this program for you. All you have to do is come on, see what we're doing, and we're going to modify it for you so that you can be able to be doing a modified version of it so that you can be able to keep up with your own self. You're not trying to keep up with me or the person next to me or the person out there in the audience. You're doing this for yourself. Remember, when you do something for you, it makes a difference for you. But when you do something for somebody else, you're trying to make a difference for someone else and doing something only to please them. Well, you can't please people. You know, that's unfortunate, man. I'm telling you like it is. We're so fickle. You know, um, one day is raining. Oh, man, I hope to stop raining. Then stop raining. Sun come out. Oh, man, I hope this, this sun is too hot. Oh, it get winter. Oh, it's too cold. I wish it for the springtime. Oh, you know, oh, it's now it's too much pollen out. You know, we're never, ever satisfied, guys. And you guys know what I'm talking about. But the most important thing you can do with this from fat to fit program is to learn to pace yourself and to move at a pace that relatively great for you and learning how to throw punch kicks and other things. I got a little couple of secret things I got in there that's going to help you um, to hopefully stick with it. That won't make you want to stop after getting sore because you know what happens, right? When we start exercising, we get a little bit sore and we, oh man, this hurts too much. Well, we want to get you past that lactic acid buildup and get you to saying, okay, 21 days of doing anything, what happens? It becomes a habit. 21 days, guys. It becomes a habit. So take this 30-day journey with me and you well into your habit of being a habit for life. And we can get on to this and have a good time with it. I know I'm expecting a lot of calls from parents, from um, other people out there that's listening. And maybe um, on my Facebook page, I want you guys to go to it. And I want you to um, see what's going on with it. And we're going to have a lot of other things for you to keep up with. I tell you, man, the only way to get somewhere is to get there. You got to take one step. How they used to say this, um, the journey of a million miles begins with one single step. Is that great? In order to get somewhere, you got to start from that place to get there. You know, you can't just blink your eye and be like, I dream a genie and end up there, right? You actually got to put some effort into it. And ain't that a great thing? A great thing. The effort, what makes it all worthwhile, because you can see through your blood, sweat, and tears, your achievement of staying with something, you know, the accomplishment of getting it done, it's so satisfying. And how many of you guys are missing that? Well, I'm giving you an opportunity to rejoin that, to see about that for a little bit, to take 30 days and come on in here and try it. And see how that's going to make you feel. And let them 30 days make you feel, we're going to move on to the next phase of the training. And after that, we're going to keep it going till we get to another phase of the training. Till you know, you see that for as capability is concerned, you are capable of doing great things. I'm capable of doing all great things through Christ. You are capable of doing all great things. If you really want to do it, ain't nothing stopping you guys. Ain't nothing stopping you at all. I'm I'm so much looking forward to this. And I know one thing, 
we're going to get so much better at this that you're going to be able to tell your sisters, your brothers, your, your, your auntie, your uncle, you know, your grandma, your grandpa, you know, oh man, ain't that great Oof. to say my grandfather, I can say something to him or my grandmother, you know, um, I don't have that no more, but I remember when I did have it, wow, you know, it was always great. And those of you guys that are lucky enough to have that in your life again, thank God for that. And the Marshall way, come on, let's do some kicking. Let's kick up some dust together. This is Hunchy Henry Graves. This has been the way. Um, I know I made I got off a of Marshall scale. I didn't talk so much about roundhouse or side kicks or reverse kicks and all that stuff today. But I want to talk to you about some things that was on my mind that I wanted you guys to get um, some insight to to let you know that, hey amen, we got to keep on moving. This um, virus thing is around, but we're not down. And if you just stay focused and, you know, believe and help each other out of this, we're all going to be okay. But, you know, don't take anything for granted. And please, I'm going to ask you this again. I can't say this enough to all of my friends and family out there. Don't take one single day for granted. And please don't do anything that would jeopardize hurting someone else, okay? I want you to make sure when you're out there shopping, you're wearing your mask, you know, you're doing what you're supposed to do. When you're um, um, washing your hands, teaching your kids about washing their hands, you know, keeping things clean and things like that, you know, and making sure we just do good things and make sure that we can um, take care of this virus. We're going to do the ninja on that um, virus. You know what I mean? We're going to get it. We're going to kick it out of here. Okay? So let's all stay together. Keep pressing on. I remember the song that said... Um, um, keep on, keep on keeping on. You got to keep keeping on. Yeah, this by D-Train. I know I can't say that, but um, I wish I could play it at this one minute. If I had had it in the background, I probably would let it play, you know. But it says, if you have a goal selling in your mind, reach for it. Say to yourself that this goal will be mine. So, you know, that's what I'm telling you, man. Keep on keeping on. Don't stop until you get there. And when you get there, don't stop then, you know. Pull someone up with you, okay? This, again, is Hunchy Henry Graves of Kahashi Mas Dojo, which is located at 2345 East Michigan Street in Orlando. And, um, yes, we are closed for now, but we plan on reopening very soon. And I'm, I'm looking forward to all of my friends seeing you at the dojo again. We're going to do another grand opening when this thing um, reopens when we get it back reopened and invite you guys out there to see what I'm doing again and God bless you and God keep you I'm going to tell you with all my heart Domo Hegato thank you very much Us.